0: Václav Havel was a Czech playwright, poet, and political dissident. After the fall of communism, Havel was elected president of Czechoslovakia and then president of the newly independent Czech Republic. Havel had a real-world view of hope. As he wrote... Hope is definitely not the same thing as optimism. It is not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the same... I lost my place. (laughs) It is not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. The deepest and most important form of hope, the only one that can keep us above water and urge us to good works, and the only true source of the breathtaking dimension of the human spirit and its efforts, is something we get, as it were, from elsewhere. It is this hope above all which gives us the strength to live. No pie in the sky for Havel, yet perhaps the deepest and most important form of hope, one that urges us to good works. I can't think of a better introduction to Judaism's greatest prophet, Moses, who who we will meet the first time in this week's Torah portion, Shemot, beginning the book of Exodus. Like Joseph, 400 years earlier, who rose in power second only to Pharaoh, Moses as an infant boy was rescued in the Nile by Pharaoh's daughter and raised in the house of Egyptian royalty. Yet comforts was not to be the place Moses would live. Intuitively, he knew his fate was bound up with the Jewish people, his people, now slaves to a Pharaoh who didn't know Joseph. It's fair to ask why Moses was chosen by God to liberate the Israelites from Egyptian bondage. And the answer begins to unfold within five short verses. The story jumps from Moses being pulled out of the Nile as an infant to sometime after that, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his kinsfolk, Vayar Besivlotam, and witnessed their labors. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his kinsmen. He turned this way and that and, seeing no one about, he struck the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, he found two Hebrews fighting. So he said to the offender, Why do you strike your fellow? And the fellow retorted, Who made you chief and rule over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Now, the priests of Midian had seven daughters. They came to draw water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. But the shepherds came and drove them off. Moses rose to their defense and he watered their flocks. Why was Moses chosen? We have the first part of the answer. Moses does not turn his back on injustices. He can't stand idly by. Not only does he stand up for a fellow Jew in the face of oppression by a non-Jew, not only does he stand with the most vulnerable Jew in the face of being bullied by a more powerful Jew, Moses stands up to protect the non-Jewish women being disrespected by non-Jewish shepherds. Jew or no Jew, justice is justice and Moses won't shrink from his responsibility to protect the least amongst us. It's all triggered by the two Hebrew words, vayar besivlotam, and he witnessed, he saw, their labors. When Moses sees something, he refuses to look the other way. Then we have the remarkable scene that Brady Weiss will read and speak beautifully about tomorrow morning. The translation which is now Moses, tending the flock of his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, yes Moses marries one of those seven sisters, Moses drove the flock into the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire out of a bush. <speaking in Hebrew> he gazed and there was a bush all aflame, yet the bush was not consumed. Moses said, I must look more closely at this marvelous sight. Why doesn't the bush burn up? It's at this point. It's at this point that God speaks to Moses for the first time, saying his name twice, Moshe, Moshe, and Moses simply answers, Hineni, I am here. Why was Moses chosen? because he knows that the human spirit needs to be replenished by the divine spirit in all of its mysterious manifestations, sometimes from the exhilaration of being on the mountaintop, sometimes from a simple bush. It's what Havel was imagining, and the only true source of the breathtaking dimension of the human spirit and its efforts, it's something we get, as it were, from elsewhere. Moses went into the wilderness, open to the mysterious elsewhere, where others might easily walk by such an insignificant bush. Moses looks more closely, Moses not only intervenes on behalf of the most vulnerable, he knows he must renew his own spirit. Moses shows us, if you're curious and intentional, you'll be spiritually nourished. Finally, when when God charges Moses with his life's mission to free the Israelites... Moses responds, "Me anochi, who am I?" The commentaries look at this as another reason why God chose Moses. Imagining God saying to Moses, "The very fact that you ask this question, the very fact that you doubt your ability to carry out this monumental mission, is itself the sign that it is I who sent you, since I only choose those who are modest and self-effacing to be my partners on earth. <coughs> Moshe Rabenu, Moses our teacher, is a great model as we prepare to turn our calendars to 2019. Like Moses, let's stand up for, stand up with the most vulnerable in our community. Foster youth in transition to independence, the homeless struggling to reclaim basic dignity that comes from a roof overhead, food and a living wage, the migrant fleeing poverty and gang violence, seeking their lives for the land of milk and honey, as our ancestors did. Like Moses, recognizing that sometimes you need to you need to go out into the desert and quiet your soul. Quiet your soul enough to connect with the mysterious, the miraculous the ineffable, finally in our life's journey, that we are to walk softly, to have just enough self-doubt, that you ensure that you are a work in progress, a lifelong learner, never perfect, yet always a little kinder, a little bolder, a little more compassionate and humble, a little more loving. That's no pie-in-the-sky hope, but surely one that can keep us above water and urge us to good works. Let's hold on to that tikva, that hope. Shabbat shalom.